1: Today's podcast episode is being sponsored by myself and my husband, Dave, in memory of our daughter, Rebecca Deal Howard, or Becca, as most people knew her, in celebration of her April 13th birthday. Becca was always quite spunky, even as a little girl. She could make just about anyone smile or laugh, even when going through chemo treatments at only three years old. Her left leg was amputated at that time, but it did not stop her from living a very full and fun life. When the heart damage caused by the chemo got bad enough to need to be put on the heart transplant list, she still had a way of making her many literal life or death hospital stays entertaining and fun for those around her, including the hospital staff who loved her. Becca was always strong-willed, determined to do things her own way, which was always a big challenge in raising her. But we believe is also what kept her alive for those last 10 years of having major heart issues. Becca's heart gave out before making it to transplant on October 12, 2011. She is loved deeply and greatly missed by Dave and myself, her siblings, her daughter, grandmother, nieces and nephews, aunts and uncles, cousins and friends. Happy birthday, Becca Boo. We love and miss you. You may have noticed that you're hearing a sound in the background. I am recording this while it is raining. And as you know, living in the Hope Mobile, you get to hear what I hear. So today you get to hear the rain hitting the roof as I record this. I want to start out by reading Psalm 139, verses 13 to 16. And as I read this, I want you to think from your child's viewpoint, okay? It says, you formed my innermost being, shaping my delicate inside and my intricate outside and wove them all together in my mother's womb. I thank you, God, for making me so mysteriously complex. Everything you do is marvelously breathtaking. It simply amazes me to think about it. How thoroughly you know me, Lord. You even formed every bone in my body when you created me in the secret place. Carefully, skillfully, you shaped me from nothing to something. You saw who you created me to be before I became me. Before I'd ever seen the light of day, the number of days you planned for me were already recorded in your book. Forever 29. Everyone hearing this knows exactly what that means. And as I shared, this week is Becca's birthday. She died at age 29. She would be turning 41 this year. I can't believe it. How is that even possible? I have a hard time wrapping my head around it or imagining Becca that old. It's only been 11 years but having her leave this earth at age 29 and knowing she would be in her 40s now makes it seem so much longer. I should have been calling her last week to make plans. What are you doing for your birthday? Do you want me to make something and you and your family come over for supper? I should have already gone shopping for the ingredients of her favorite cake, a chocolate-filled angel food. It's, it's hard, isn't it? It doesn't matter how many years have gone by. Their birthday is difficult. The first year of special dates is always especially difficult for anyone who's lost a loved one. But for a parent who has a child missing, it can be almost unbearable. For us, Thanksgiving came first and brought with it the memory of how the year before, Becca had insisted on hosting the family, even though she was wheelchair-bound and then came Christmas, which was Becca's favorite holiday, and the pain of the first time she was not there to celebrate her birthday, and so on. Eventually, it did come around, obviously, to the one-year anniversary of her death. Everyone grieves differently, and I wanted to be sensitive to that. Some of our family... She has four siblings, wanted to get together and celebrate her life, and others didn't want anything to do with that. I was really torn that first year. And to be honest, I don't even remember what ended up happening that first year for her birthday or the first anniversary of her death. The part I do remember, though, is something I did for a few years with Becca's daughter, Callie. That first year, my granddaughter asked what we were doing for her mom's birthday. Now, she was nine at the time, And knowing how some of the family did not want to do anything, I suggested that I come to her school for lunch on that day and bring birthday cupcakes for the two of us. And she loved that idea. And we did do that tradition for a few years until she was in middle school and didn't want to continue that. What I was not expecting after that first year was to have the second year be harder than the first. And I know that sounds absolutely impossible, especially if you're in that first year and you're in that suffocating pain where you just don't even want to be here anymore and to think it's impossible for the second year to be harder than the first. I guess it is in a different way and it doesn't mean it's going to be that way for you, okay? But for me it was and I see two reasons for this. First of all, I braced myself for those one-year markers. I knew they were going to be hard. So I tried to prepare myself for them mentally and emotionally. And the second year, it was almost like I was caught off guard because my thinking was, I've been through this before. It's going to be better this year. And I, that's what I thought. So all of a sudden, those dates were here and they just hit me like a brick wall. And I think the reason it hit so hard was the second reason, because that first year I was still in such a a fog of unbelief. It just didn't seem real. So as the fog started to lift that second year, the loss was hitting me full force. Now, by the third year, it was more like an extremely painful acceptance, learning how to accept this and figuring out how to live this life without my daughter. I knew I was going to have to figure that out. Now I feel like I need to say this to the parents who are still in deep grief. Do not look at any dates, any timelines to see where I or others were emotionally in our grieving process and use it as some sort of a timeline to force on yourself. We're all on our own individual timeline and we need to go through the process at our own speed. Yes, there are I'll say patterns, for lack of a better word, that some of us seem to fall into. But don't expect yourself to fit into that. Give yourself grace to walk your own necessary path with this. As long as you are putting one foot in front of the other, as long as you are taking this minute by minute or even breath by breath sometimes is where we are, you will get there. I know it may not seem like it right now, but you will. Another thing I want to say is that these special days are often worse leading up to them than the day itself. There are so many memories attached to these dates that we start thinking of them way before the date itself arrives. We have a feeling of dread as it gets closer. It's almost like for many of us, we spend as much time grieving before their birthday arrives that the day itself feels almost more numb than painful, if that makes sense. Now, if that doesn't happen to you this way, there's nothing wrong with you. Our journeys, like I said, are all different and unique. And even things like the age of your child when he or she passed, how close it happened to their birthday or how they died can affect things like our thoughts and our emotions for their birthdays. It does not help that the further away we get from when our child died, it seems like the fewer people... There are who want to continue celebrating our child's birthday with us, which can really hurt far too many people question why we still want to find a way to acknowledge our child's birthday when they're no longer here with us. And I feel like the reason is pretty simple. It's because we gave birth to a human being or we adopted a human being and the day they came into this world is a big deal. Just because he or she is no longer on this earth, it doesn't erase that fact. It doesn't take away our memory of it. It does not take away our instantly fierce and intense love for that little bundle of joy or that child that came into our lives. And so that day, that birthday is still so important. Now, you may want to do something different each year for your child's birthday, depending on the circumstances, and that's what I do. Of course, now that we live in the Holtmobile, it makes it a lot easier to do something different each year because we're traveling and on the road always in April. Now, last year, when Becca would have turned 40, we wanted to do, well, I wanted to do something really special, so I asked 40 of our family and friends To light one of those release lanterns that you light up and go up in the air, I thought that would be really awesome and we would have people all around the nation at the same time in their time zone lighting a lantern and sending it up remembering Becca. So I ordered a bunch of those and I shipped them out to all of our friends and family who said that they would do this and almost every single one of them had bad weather that day so they could not do the lanterns. It was really disappointing. Now, Dave and I were parked in Virginia as we were working our way back to Wisconsin, and the weather there was great. We were on a waterway, so I stood on the edge of the water. I lit my lantern, and the paper caught on fire, like, immediately, and the whole thing fell right into the water. It did not go up. And Dave did the same thing. Now, obviously, I had an immediate reaction of total disappointment that the whole wonderful idea had been a total flop, especially since out of 40 people, we were the only ones that I knew of who were able to light them that evening. But then I had to laugh because it would be so like Becca to have to do things her own way and how much she loved to play around with flames. She loved fire and flames. In fact, if you're familiar with MySpace or have heard about that from years ago, when MySpace came out, she gave herself the name candle Wax <laughs> because she loved playing in the flames of a candle and melting the wax and, you know, putting it on her finger or whatever, pouring it on things, and she loved shooting off fireworks. I would say the 4th of July was her favorite holiday next to Christmas. This year, we are going to be stopping in Tennessee and spending a few days with Becca's daughter, Callie, who moved there last year, and she is now 20 years old. I'm going to be making that special chocolate-filled angel food cake for us to eat, and we're going to be able to remember and celebrate Becca together with her daughter, which is going to be very special. I am really looking forward to this. The day our children entered the world was a special gift from God, and it should be celebrated, even if no one else wants to join in. You may want to do the same thing every year. Maybe bake your child's favorite cake. And if no one wants to share it with you, take it to a homeless shelter and let them know it's in honor of your child's birthday. The people there, they know what it's like to be going through a rough time and they will appreciate your thoughtfulness. And they'll probably want to hear you share about your son or daughter. Wouldn't that be wonderful? Some parents go to their child's favorite restaurant and some order their child's favorite drink and let it sit on the table in front of an empty chair. You may not be able to do that. Maybe it's just going to the restaurant and and laughing and thinking of memories and talking about your child and maybe it's going to the restaurant and everybody knows that they're there because it's your child's birthday, but not everybody wants to talk about it. And try to be okay with that. I know we want to talk about our child. But we're all in a different place and we all grieve differently. And I know, and maybe you could just say something like, hey, listen, we all know we're here for your child's birthday. I don't want you to feel awkward, or I don't want you to think that you're going to make me feel worse by talking about her or him. If you have a memory, share it. If I cry, I cry. Trust me, I'm thinking about them already. You can't make me feel worse than I already do. In fact, talking about my child will make me feel better, even if you see me crying. So I just want to make sure there's no awkwardness about talking about who we're here celebrating. So, you know, maybe it'd be something like that. Some will do a fundraiser in their child's honor or they'll go to a ball game with family and friends and do a tailgate party and and just have fun that way or do something like donate toys and books to their local hospital in their child's honor. I know some people will donate books and they'll put a sticker in there that, you know, this is given in loving memory and put their child's name in. You could do a pay it forward. I know some parents I just thought of this as I was talking. Some parents will put like a little business, they'll print up like little business type cards and they'll hand them out and they'll ask people to do something to pay it forward for their child. They'll hand it out to family and friends They'll put the child's name and the birth date and, and maybe the death date and say this is in memory or honor of. And then what you do is you ask your friends and family to do something that day to pay it forward for someone. And I know the most common thing we hear is, you know, paying for the meal for the person behind you in the drive through. but there are so many ways to be able to pay it forward. Maybe it's seeing someone who has difficulty walking and pushing their groceries out to the car for them and loading the groceries for them and then give them this paying forward card. There are just so many things to do in in that way. I would love to hear from you on things that you have done or maybe what you plan to do to celebrate your child's birthday. And you can do that either in the comment section when this gets posted on one of our Facebook pages or you can do it in the comment section under the podcast on the GPS Hope website and I will put a link to that in the show notes if you're listening to this in an app. There'll be a link in the show notes. You can just click on that. It'll take you to our website where you can put a comment under this podcast episode. I really would love to hear from some of you about what you do or what you want to do for your child's birthday. Let's help each other out and give each other ideas. Now, I'm going to mix things up a bit in this episode since the topic is our children's birthdays. One year for Becca's birthday I got out my guitar and I wrote a song honoring the day that our children came into this world and into our lives. It's called I Remember Well, and it's the background song to the birthday segment that's played every week. Today, I'm asking Dave to play the entire song, and when it's done, I will go right into the birthday segment. So here's my song that I wrote for Becca's birthday, I Remember Well.
0: With joy, my love, it had no measure I remember well I remember well I gazed into those tiny Little eyes, you stared right back at me The precious love And bond we shared, I could already I remember well I remember well The day you came Into my world Is a memory I will Always keep The moment that you Stole my heart Is within my soul So very deep And even though You've gone away My love for you I remember well, I remember well, the day you came into my world is a memory I will always keep, the moment that you stole my heart is within my soul so very Stay for I remember well. I remember well. I remember well. I remember well. Your story I will tell. For I remember.
1: Here is this week's birthday segment. Brandon Matos was born on April 13th and is forever 23. Becca Deal Howard was born on April 13th and is forever 29. Miley Birdinground was born on April 14th and is forever 15. We celebrate the day these children came into the world. And as we've been talking about, it will always be a special day for us. If you would like to have your child's birthday announced, the week of his or her birthday, I would love to be able to do that for you and bless you in that way. Just go to gpshope.org slash birthdays. Make sure that you fill out the pronunciation part, whether it's the first name, the last name, both. If your child has a a name that sometimes gets mispronounced, submit all that information, and I will announce your child the week of his or her birthday. And Dave will also send you an email to remind you to listen that week. Some of today's episode was taken from my book, Reflections of Hope, Daily Readings for Bereaved Parents. Now, I'd hoped to have this book officially released this week on Becca's birthday, but we weren't quite able to make that happen. I am pretty confident it will be available within the next three weeks by the end of this month, but if you would like to know right away when that is, when it's available, go to gpshope.org slash reflections, or you can sign up to get an email with the release information and updates, maybe one or two more updates between now and then. I will also put a link to that in the show notes. National Siblings Day was observed on Monday, April 10th. This is a day to celebrate the special relationships and bonds that brothers and sisters share with each other. And GPS Hope would like to do something special for those who have lost a sibling and for their parents who have obviously lost a child, which would be you listening. For anyone who orders the book My Grief Journey for Kids from our web store, which is only a $10 purchase, the week of April 9th through the 15th, we will also send you the matching My Grief Journey for Bereaved Parents as a special gift. That means you will get both books for just $10 plus the shipping. When you order, make sure you do not order the packet of both books together or you'll be paying for both of them. Just put the My Grief Journey for Kids in your cart and we will automatically send you the matching My Grief Journey for Bereaved Parents if it's ordered between April 9th through the 15th, and this is 2023, in case you're listening years down the road. To find out more details about My Grief Journey for Kids, you can go to gpshope.org mygriefjourney-kids, or just look for it on the GPS Hope website. And be sure to let other perievers know about this, especially if they have kids that they may want to give this book to how do you feel about your child's birthday? Some of you may not want to celebrate your child's birthday at all because it's just too painful to not have them here. I understand that. I really do. But I also want to gently remind you that your child's life is still worth celebrating. So please ask the Holy Spirit to help you still see the blessing of this very special day when it comes. Because Your child was a gift from God, and the day they came into this world was a special gift God gave to you. And I know some of you may be thinking, you know, why did God take this special gift from me then? God didn't take your child. Like the scripture I read at the beginning, God knew the number of days your child would have here on this earth. And I believe your child would have had the same number of days, whether you were your child's parent or someone else was. And so the question we can sometimes ask ourselves is, if I knew what was going to happen and the pain and the darkness I was going to be in, would I rather have not had my child? And I think your answer is No, I would rather have my child for the time I did and have that blessing than to not have had my child at all. So God showed me something recently that even if I had died first, that time with my children would not have been long enough. And so just coming out of Easter and the time that we celebrate the gift that God gave to us in His Son, Jesus, in sacrificing His Son for us, that helps us to remember That God proved his love for us. We live in a world that is a mess. And God allows this world, there are things that are put in motion that he's not necessarily going to stop the motion of it in this world because he knows that he can take those evil and corrupt and tragic and traumatic things and he knows exactly how he can weave them into our lives to become something good he can make something good of it that doesn't mean that what happened was good that doesn't mean he caused it but he can see how he can use this for eternity in something good in our lives and others lives and you may not be able to see that and something i like to say is if you haven't seen the good yet it means god isn't done yet so knowing that The time with our children was never going to be enough, no matter who went first. We can be thankful that God made a way for us to be together forever when we're all done here on this earth. One thing I want you to think about, obviously this week is Becca's birthday, so this is really on my heart, but you don't have to wait for your child's birthday. You can take time right now to celebrate in your heart and thank God for the gift of the day your child came into this world. Happy birthday, Becca. I celebrate the day you entered this world with all the emotions that now come with it, but most of all, with the same deep love I had and will always have for you. And as we think of that special day for each of our children, remember to hold on. Pain eases. There is hope.